Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Wrestling fans, happy Hall of Fame. This is our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast here with Hall of Fame Bite number four. It's been a doozy here. It's been a doozy. Uh, I am Joe Morata. That is Mr. Michael Quinn. How you doing today, Quinn? I'm good. Um, yeah? Some We had some difficulties Oof. before I heard we this had one. A, I heard we had a flood. I mean, we, we're still here at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we're here at the event, but like... I heard we had a flood in the You know, people studio. were coming in their fancy outfits and stuff. Like, <laughs> you had the girls in their evening dresses yes. cleaning up the flood. And as Craziness. you can see from us, we're, we're just disheveled. It's been brutal. Yeah. It has been a very, very long night, but we are happy to report this is the final Hall of Fame bite, maybe a little later than we would have wished for it to be. But we are here, folks. I would like to remind you, first and foremost, to catch our normal Monday podcast this upcoming Monday, April 10th. We're going to have episode number 26, and we are back to retro. Yeah. Finally, that'll be a great time. That'll be a Monday, April 10th. You can also find next week, probably coming out next Thursday, the Sean Mooney interview. That's going to be exciting. And I, I think we saw Sean here at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, it's nice too. to see yeah. him. Nice to see him again, you know? Um, <laughs> so we have that coming up. And of course, you can check us out on the Twitter, the Twitter, at OVP Podcast. You can also email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. And Quinn, there's a bunch of places to see our uh, feed. Uh, yeah. Um, you can see our feed over at youtube.feed. Um, now, youtube.com, and yes. you can see the repeat of this if you want to. Um, you can see what we look like if you're only listening to the audio version right yeah, now. Yeah, well, you can see our disheveled outfits. Ugh. I mean, my date for this thing, she's a mess right now. Yeah, but like, she's hanging in? She's hanging in. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's been a long, it's like a four week. We've yeah. been in this, this hall for like four weeks. And then we had the overrun, like yeah. another week because of the flood. I know. You know, I, I love my wife at home because she's having the baby i didn't want her to have to deal well, wasn't with all she this. here earlier and you told her to go home because yes, it was like it's just enough already. yeah there's only so much a yeah. pregnant woman can take of this you know yeah exactly or a non-pregnant so, woman yeah any woman <laughs> and uh quinn of course we're on itunes where we want the reviews yeah we're on itunes um where yeah like you said you can leave a review yep. there's google play music yep. stitcher Blueberry and uh, Blackberry, Blackberry and TuneIn <laughs> and anything that has podcast in it, we're probably on it, <laughs> so. including Player.fm. Player.fm, yeah, yeah, the good, not yeah, really, the really good. good one. Yeah, all right. Well, folks, we're here to talk about two more things tonight. The first one is an obvious one. Let's just get the elephant out of the room. It, it is Kurt Angle. Oh, he's coming out. He, yeah, here, walking oh, there through he the is. walking through the water. <laughs> like. I love the music. Oh, yeah. I got the You Suck oh. version. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, of course, you all know Kurt Angle, recent inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2017. Yep. He was a very, very unique yeah. thing when he came in. Yes, he was. And actually, it's funny you played that music because if we're going to start at the beginning, didn't yeah. like other people have his music? Yeah, the Patriot did, the Patriot, actually. was yeah. the first one that I can think of. But I think also... I wanna, Sergeant Slaughter may have used it yeah, briefly in the like, in ninety seven. Yeah, so his music alone predates him. If <laughs> we're going to talk about the origins here, that's true. You know, that's a good point. When he first came out to that music in ninety nine, two thousand, whenever, um, 
I was like, he's using the Patriots music. I well, remember that. I, I always assumed it was a placeholder song, and then they like it he just, ca- it caught on. It just became his music. Yeah, and then the "You Suck" thing like that actually uh, yeah. came over time. It did. Sometimes it was "Angle" when he was a face. Yeah, initially. "Angle." Yeah. Angle, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then yeah. it turned into "You suck" when he was a heel, right? And now that's just like the default is "You suck," right? It's almost like he was on Raw the night after WrestleMania, and like even though he was a face, people were giving him, and Kurt Angle was like giving them the like bow, yeah, like, yeah. Thank you so much. For, yep. And then he was like actually like doing like "You conducting suck." He was it. like conducting. So now it's like a whole. It's, it's part turned, of the thing. It's part of the thing. It's yeah. not that he actually sucks. No. It's just that like. It's fun. It's and, just fun. And now Kurt Angle plays into it. It's so. awesome. Yeah. So he he stormed onto the scene. Obviously, he won the um the gold medal in the '96 Olympics with a broken freaking neck. Yes. <laughs> and he'd he go on to win many pieces of gold in the World yes. Wrestling Federation. Yeah, in the World Wrestling Federation. So he storms onto the scene in late '99, kind of an unspectacular debut. Mm-hmm. He's actually the one that Taz debuted against in January at the Is Rumble. He? I don't re- beat him. Recall that. Taz's debut oh, was against Kurt Angle. Actually, yeah, Rumble 2000, yep, right? Yep, so Angle was kind of unspectacular at first, I thought, honestly. Well, the gimmick was is that he was like, he was so goody two-shoes that he yeah. was behind the times, right? right? Like, that was kind of the, what the deal was with In- him. Intensity, integrity, and intelligence right. were the three R's. And he was corny, but he was supposed to be. Right, it's almost like it was, it was he's so you know goofy and green mm-hmm. and like like i'm a goody two-shoes but like it almost played into the whole um like that the attitude era like yes. that these characters are cool and stuff yeah. but kurt angles this fish out of water yes he's, he's, he's a nerd and he's he's all about fitness and yeah. you know like this and that so. drinking milk yeah exactly <laughs> you know, he doesn't stuff. smoke or nope. drink alcohol he just drinks milk and <laughs> wheaties yeah Remember wheaties, wheaties? Yep, wheaties. Yeah. so he kind of threw the he was a heel and he kind of threw the olympic gold medal thing in everyone's face along with the rest of that character which was an awesome thing because a lot of guys that would come in with gold medals like mark henry and he was a bronze or something right Did, sure i don't know well i'm saying mark henry <laughs was also he an olympic medalist he was an olympian at least and yeah, so he, was patera yeah and like these guys had always it was always kind of like a flop when they would do this not yes to the degree kurt angle became so right. kurt angle's kind of like vince's dream like he always wanted a guy yeah, that was like it's like Vern Gagne's dream too, if you think about it. Well, yeah, remember he was like he was like funding people in the Olympics so that they would Vern, come back to yeah. AWA as like champions. Brad Reingans. Oh, but anyway, don't Angle trumped that. all of them. I mean, yeah. Angle he was the first Euro Continental Champion, if you recall. He won yes. both real quick, the yeah. European and the Intercontinental. I love that. By the Me way, too. that was a great way to establish him as no, this guy's a threat and he's yeah. going to win stuff. Now this guy made his TV debut in the end of '99, December, November '99. Mm-hmm. By October, he wins the world title crazy Crazy. yeah and i was surprised at the time were you yes i was i actually didn't expect him to go full hog with kurt angle that quick that was that was pretty impressive but he kind of earned it because over that year he was just he was kind of like the mvp of the show he was he was feuding with jericho and um uh, i want to say somebody's name but benoit we we don't know him (laughs) chris benoit it's a guy that doesn't exist anymore how about that okay that's fine yeah so Oh, one was his renaissance year. He dropped the title of the Rock in February, but then yeah. he he was awesome in one. That was yeah. his real breakout year, and that's also with the alliance stuff yes. and the the uh, fun stuff with the baby hat, the the tiny hat, the guitars with the Austin, guitars. all that stuff. Yeah, that is when it became very apparent that not only was Kurt Angle a great wrestler, 
he could be funny, which was crucial during the Attitude Era yeah. to have a sense of humor. Or the post-Attitude Era, yes. Yeah. But between that, the that Ruthless Aggression of, Era. Ruthless Aggression yeah. Era. It's not even really a I don't thing. know. It's just John Cena said a thing. Which is funny because Kurt Angle is involved That's in that right. whole thing. In 2002, yeah. Uh, Cena's debut was uh, that Angle Challenge, whatever the problem he, used to, he had. And what was cool is that wasn't just like a one-off. He was doing that for months. Yes. It was Kurt Angle would come out and yep. you know, challenge local talent yep. or something like that. John Cena they butted against him, as you would say. He He took him him. to the limit, though. Mm -hmm, He did, with the Eagles. Yeah. Take Take him to to the the limit. limit. All right. One more more time. time. We've we've been singing a lot lately on the show. You notice that? it's becoming like a gimmick. Well, we like music. We do. Do you? I'm sure you do. I think the fans do. <laughs> so, oh, one. I mean, that whole invasion thing, that turned him face. Yeah. Milk truck, that's the big thing, which I didn't care about, really. I was like, of course he's going to do that. Well, it, it didn't surprise me. I guess it was kind of unexpected because the Austin thing was rather recent. So it was like, yeah. for them to, they didn't usually repeat stuff like that. Like True. Like I, it, I, took, I, it took a number of years to do This Is Your Life Rock Part 2 or whatever. Or yeah. This Is Your Life Fully. I don't remember what they did. Doesn't like, matter. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, that was the first time somebody had like mirrored something and it was actually kind of cool and if oh one was his breakout year as a comedy but also as a you know a superstar oh two is where it was really cemented first of all he he turns heel gets his head shaved yeah they run with that for a little bit if you recall before that also the something with eric angle (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah in 2000 i want to i i think we should mention at the very least eric angle because that was always just a funny thing he beat edge or something i did see him at the hall of fame that was amazing cleaning toilets or something like that but he was there well just in case kurt had to switch out (laughs) in the middle of the (laughs) were they wearing the same suit i couldn't tell um but o2 is where he really became the serious kurt angle right the bald head break your freaking neck just kill you yeah but with kill you with wrestling yeah not kill you like the undertaker would kill you yeah. you know die 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 kill he you can out wrestle any opponent and with rightfully so he's an olympic gold medalist right. wrestler exactly. like he should be able to beat anybody at wrestling exactly so yeah. from 02 until he left in 06 he was one of the best maybe the best wrestler you know wrestler yeah. in the ring that they had he had some great matches with brock lesnar at wrestlemania yes, he did. and Shawn, Shawn michaels, michaels at wrestlemania but i mean anyone he wrestled uh chris uh voldemort chris you know? <laughs> Volderstein. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had good matches together. He probably dragged some good crap out of Shane McMahon. Yes, that King of the Ring match at King of the Ring 01, I want to say. 02, I think. Or 02, yes. With the glass. That was, to me, that was the first time I realized Shane could Shane really. Shane could hang. Yeah. And I think it's carried him a lot through his career. But Angle, of all people who was green and fresh, is the one that pushed Shane over, which yeah. I always thought was amazing. Right. Now, not that Angle lost the match, but the no, no. idea that Shane could, Actually, he was willing to take bumps like that yeah, was crazy exactly angle just had a lot of good matches we don't have time to get into them all but he was just from that period of time until he left in 06 one of the best guys to watch right you just wanted to watch him in the ring i did anyway yeah it no. was just great to watch there the thing that's interesting about angle is it's a short burst in the wwe yeah. it's not you could you remember it yeah but i feel like there's not as much to say because it was so short. It was short, and it was just basically yeah. the basic is that it was great wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was great character work, intense matches, intense right? matches. Yeah, it was just superstar he, look. Yeah, he just he had it all. He had it all. He was perfect, almost. He was Mister Perfect. <laughs> yeah, in a will. way. Yeah, he was. He, he was incredible. And I kind of think, feel that went down the tubes when he went to TNA. First I mean, of all, I mean, they had to change his catchphrase from "It's true" to "It's real." 
Yes. It's real. It's I damn mean, real. That works, I, I know, guess. But stupid. You know what the problem with this TNA run was? Everything. That, he was in TNA. Well, That's they the they, they started strong, like fighting Samoa Joe and things yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. And then, like, it just felt like he, they went too on and on with his wife, Karen Angle. And Jeff Jarrett yeah, that. And, and that whole stuff. And, like, I feel bad for him because that's when his life in real, like, in real, real life, life yeah. started to fall apart. Like, yeah. he, he was on drugs and his wife left him. He yeah. admits it. Like, yeah, it, wasn't, real. it wasn't her fault that she, like, left me for another wrestler. Like, I was horrible. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, he yeah, says yeah. this in his interviews. Like, true. He's like, she told me, he's like, you either stop or I, I'm going to go, you know, date other people and yeah, stuff. Right. Like, enough. No, I mean, it's, I'm glad he turned it all around. You know, anytime you're sidled up in a feud with Jeff Jarrett, though, too. Ugh, yeah. That's just career purgatory. Yeah. I mean, come on. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. It, it, he sucks. He does suck. But anyway, not because he took Kurt Angle's wife, though. No. He just sucks it, it, as he, a wrestler. He was actually a widower. Yep. So nobody felt bad for him. It nope. was kind of like, uh, this woman recently divorced. Yeah, and it was fine. He, there was nothing wrong with that. I don't have a problem that. with yeah, that. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with that. The wrestling end of it, I do. Yeah, the wrestling <laughs> end of it, you do, yeah. But anyway, you know, he was in TNA for, God, I feel like just about as long, maybe longer than he was in WWF. When did uh, he officially leave TNA? I want to say like 15, two years ago. 14, 15? 14, maybe 13. So he was there. Maybe even 13, I don't remember. He but, was there just about as long, if not longer. Yeah, and um, it, but unremarkable. He's, been, he's been clean now for four years, which I thought was a great awesome. thing at his speech. He said, I've been yep. clean for four years, yep. and you know that's why they decided to bring me back. Like He was, he was very open, yep. I felt, about he messed up. But he was ready to come back on his own terms and yep. like, you know, if he gets a match, that's great. But he doesn't really care that much. Right. You know, I think, Quinn, to, to sum it up here with him. Yeah. Uh, you and I, I think we actually discussed this when we were watching the Hall of Fame, you know, from our seats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the rafters. Yeah. We were the jerks. We were hanging from yeah. the rafters. We were the jerks up there. Yeah. Just hooting and hollering. Yeah. Um, he, unfortunately, the one strike against him is not him. It's the era that he shined in. Right. He came at the tail end of the Attitude Era, yep. and I think that hurt him overall. Overall, it did. Um, He was great. He was a bright, shining star in his era. Whatever he was era actually that a good. Was. He was good in the Attitude Era, even. Like, he was. It, he was for just what a, he was there for. He was a small part of it. He wasn't really the Kurt Angle until 02, 03. Right. You know what I mean? So but he then he was a made it. man in the WWF by 05. I mean, As he, he should have like, been. Yeah. Well, that match against Shawn Michaels at 21 is still one of my favorite WrestleMania matches. It's a good match. I love it. And, and Angle wins. Yeah. And even the stuff before it with bring back Sherry and things like that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Marty Jannetty, I think, Marty Jannetty, yeah. That was funny. It was good stuff. So, I mean, overall, Quinn, I think you and I are in agreement here. Very deserving. Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. No one doubt of, about it. One of the best in-ring guys they've had. Yes. And just a pleasure to watch. And honestly, he's one of the, again, a rare case where I feel like his time was cut short by, you know, his demons and drugs and stuff like sure, that. Yeah. And so it would be nice. I know you don't like old guys coming back, but he's one of those cases where he's not too old. He's not he too can do old. one. If, if it's just like a one more match, I'm going to face some prominent guy and retire. That'd be awesome. I would take you know, it. You know what? Who, who he should end against if he was going to wrestle one more John match? John Cena. The guy that he got in the business should be the guy that puts him. Cena would win, you're saying. Yeah. The crowd would shit on that. But yeah, okay. You're right. No, well, it makes sense. He it beats sense. Cena when Cena started and he loses to Cena in his final match. That would be some nice book ending there. Yeah. So overall, yeah, Kurt Angle definitely deserves to be in. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, Quinn, this next induction list here is by your request. I actually didn't think of doing this, but you know what? It deserves to be at least touched upon. So we're going to cover, folks, the <laughs> legacy inductions from the Hall of Fame. This is basically the old people induction list. I'm not being mean. 
That's really what it is. Okay. It's so old people. I, I have brought the list up so Joe can see on our new studio monitor, by the way. Yeah, um, so you can also read it off because I don't know if I can quite right, see it. Right, I, I just, well, I have to have it so yeah. I can see it. But, um, so here so we go. Here we go. And um, <laughs> forgive us if we don't know who some so, of these people are. We didn't want, look them up too much. This is the WWE legacy inductees. Exactly. If you want to explain slightly. It's the old people. It's basically it people that are so far old. back. They're not. Yeah. First of all, they're not even alive. Most of them. Yeah, most of them were. I don't think any the of, Last Supper. I, I think. don't. Yeah, I don't even think any of them are alive. So what it is is basically it's just people that are going to be in the Hall of Fame because of their contributions. Uh, pre like basically any of the territories. BC. Or, yeah, yeah. So okay, <laughs> pre wheel. We, st- we start with Martin Farmer Burns. This was the one you really wanted to talk about, so, Quinn. Farmer Burns, I looked into him, and I, he he's trained some of the greats, like uh, the Strangler Lewis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ed, first of all, yeah. Ed Strangler Lewis was, like, born old. Yes. Like, that. that's the guy that trained Luthez. Right. Strangler this Lewis. This is the guy that trained Strangler Lewis. So, Farmer Burns was a one-time American heavyweight champion. I don't Confederate, know. Confederate, maybe? Was yeah. Well, Civil he War? must have beat Lincoln for that, I'm, I'm guessing. Like... Or the bear, whichever one was the current champion. But um, yeah, <laughs> Farmer Burns. My big problem with Farmer Burns is every picture they showed of him at the Hall of Fame, he was in like a suit. That's right, he was. And I'm like, what? Like overalls? He's, Maybe a pair of overalls? Yeah, worked? he's a farmer, but they but he's called Farmer Burns, but he's wearing suits and stuff. Maybe he's, he was like a drug farmer. I don't know. Lord. Mm. I don't know, but Farmer Burns. Um, I've heard the name. I actually, it's not the first. I've time never I ever heard, heard of him till this, him, but, but um, apparently he was like. One of the best of his time. He was from a time in like the eight. We're talking eighteen hundreds now. When it was and real, early teens. When it was real. When it was real. Yeah. One of the best catches, catch, catch can. Catches, Easy for you to can, say. Yeah, Quinn. it's really catches, hard. Catches, catch can. Yes. Catches, catch can. <laughs> but anyway, he's he's one of the first in that you know that style. I guess. And yeah, I think he might have invented it. <laughs> I don't think he invented it. I Vern was still teaching it in the seventies or in whatever. The barn. Yeah, in the barn. But um, who do we got next? We have June Byers. I. I I feel like I hadn't heard of her. Maybe somewhere in the recesses of my mind. One, she's a one-time and inaugural NWA World Women's Champion, the final women's champion, I guess. In that, in the NWA, yeah. What so, NWA? Like the forties? I don't know. We'd have to we'd formed? have to dig deeper. But yeah. um, okay, she actually wasn't the most prominent woman. In no. The, but here's the next one. Yep. This and is I, a good one. I feel like I swear this guy was like in WCW or something like in the 90s. You're thinking of the other version of him. Yeah, but Haystacks Calhoun. Right. And you're thinking, Quinn, <laughs> of Loch Ness, who was yeah. giant Haystacks. Okay. Um, That's not the this, English. He was a UK version of Haystacks this is Calhoun. This not the Haystacks. The, the, the Haystacks Calhoun is actually one of those famous wrestlers that when People that are like thirty years older than us, oh, that, right, right, that didn't watch wrestling, they'll bring up guys like Bobo Brazil, like Mike Francesa. Yeah, yeah, Haystacks, Haystacks Calhoun, okay, right. Okay. That, it's that Haystacks because uh, there's like Brazil. three of them. Like no, I swear, there's like another there's one. Not. There, he's the main one now. Giant Haystacks also <laughs> wrestled as Haystacks Calhoun in the UK, but when he flipped over to here, he was like, oh, "Okay, I can't be Haystacks." So Calhoun. confusing. Anyway, William Haystacks Calhoun, was one time a, WWF World Tag Team Champion. Yeah, I forget with who. Yeah. Uh, Dean Ho, I don't know. <laughs> it might be. I can't remember. It, uh, one of the Indian guys, uh, Youngblood. What's the other one? Uh, Strongbow, Chief Strongbow. I can't remember. Maybe it was that. But he was also a very fat man. Yeah, well, that's why he was 
he was pretty big. I mean, he was a very he was the wide size man. of a haystack, obviously. Uh, a lot of a haystack. A big haystack. The size of a farm. Yeah. He should have teamed up with Farmer Burns. Yeah, too bad they just missed each other in generations. I mean, <laughs> and he was a beloved. Figure I think Farmer for- Burns could have trained the guy that trained Haystack. Yeah, so right. We're we're like a generation behind there. Be that as it may, who do we have next? We have Judy Grable. Judy Grable, I had heard of. She was uh, somewhat of an innovator, from what I understand, as far as women's wrestling is mm-hmm. concerned. She looked. Um, they showed not this picture here, but she looked like she was pretty, like very. In pretty, shape. Yeah, in and, shape and, and be, kind of pretty yeah, for her sorry. time, you know, yeah. like for like a 40s and 50s kind of Yeah, women were wrestler. uglier then. No, I mean that like she looked like she was like the the uh, the sex symbol know, of Quinn. the of that time. I'm just busting your chops uh-huh. there, pal. Um, yeah, so I, I again, I don't know too much about her. The whole point here, folks, is we're not pretending to know what we don't know. Right. But just what our thoughts on. I mean, yeah. I guess Judy Grable should be in there. I know the name. But yeah, I don't know too much about her other than she. Yeah, she was somewhat of a big deal for it her says, period of time. It says on her wi- on the wiki that she had challenged the fabulous Moolah for the NWA World Women's Championship at some point. So that's you could know, have been any time. That well, that kind of frames where she 50s. is fifties, sixties, yeah. probably. Okay, so um, fair enough. Okay, next one. I we've definitely heard of this guy, Doctor Jerry Graham. Doctor Jerry Graham is what like the first of the Grams. I think he's the the original Graham. Graham. Yeah, something like that. Right. I think he was also a tag champion in WWF. He was a four-time NWA United States tag champion and a one-time WWF United States tag team champion. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize the... the Who did he team with? Luke Tarzan or one of them? Probably. I think it was. I can't remember, but... Well, if Tarzan needed the doctor to interpret (laughs) everything for him, so... (laughs) But is he in the same canon, so to speak, as like a... I can check. Can you check? We we can do a live check. Uh, Like Mike Graham, you know... uh, Best known for his time spent in the Worldwide Wrestling Federation as the founder of the Graham Wrestling family. Yeah, okay, so there you go. So that's got to be like Mike Graham and all those other... Yeah. Not not Billy Graham. (laughs) Now, he had died in 97, so he's been been gone for quite a bit here. Right. But, um, yeah, um, I'm trying to see if his... Who's his his tag partner? Was uh, it Luke Tarzan in WWF? For WWF, Capital Wrestling. Wow, we're talking about Capital Wrestling. Jeez. Luke Graham. Oh, Luke Graham. Yeah, Luke Graham. Okay. And he was, uh, in NWA, he was partnered with Eddie Graham. There you go. So, for his four reigns. And they had Mike Graham. It's weird because he's never won the World Tag Championship. He always won the United States in both WWF and NWA. <laughs> so, so that's kind of the level he was at, huh? Yeah. All right, so, so who, who do we have next? I don't have much left so, to say about him unless you do. No. I mean, <laughs> it's the Graham family. I'm not, I'm not. I know people will get mad, but I'm not the biggest fan of them. But no, neither am I. I don't know too much about I don't think either. it's related to superstar it's, Billy Graham <laughs> at no, all. But no, because Billy Graham yeah. took his name from the evangelist. Right. Billy exactly. Graham. So Luther Lindsay. Uh, yeah. The, he was the first African-American to challenge for the NWA World Heavyweight yep. title. So obvious barrier breaker. You got to put yep. him in, right? Absolutely. And not only that, this guy, this is a fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. This is one of the few people that Stu Hart uh, couldn't out-wrestle in the dungeon. Interesting. It's a the well- um, reported on again it, maybe it's not true but I don't know who would make that up that this is one of the few guys that, that Stu Hart couldn't get the best of well that's awesome because that means he was probably a legit tough guy yeah and Stu really respected him for that right Again, you know I feel was. you know what I feel about a lot of these is that they're all deserving the legacy people like absolutely they're not picking people who are like 
uh, maybe on the line. Yeah. Like it's like no, these are like innovators and mm-hmm. like I mean the first African American to challenge for the NWA World Heavyweight. That's, that's a big like deal. history. Absolutely, like, that's a very very big deal. Absolutely, I totally agree. Yeah. And uh, again, Stu Hart, even I, I like you. <laughs> yeah, you're a good wrestler. Was he trained by Stu? Do you know? Uh, maybe I can look him up real quick. quick. Yeah, uh, we have a couple minutes. Yeah, here. we got a couple minutes. So we might as well check, folks. Uh, while Quinn checks it out, I just want to remind you again. Monday, April 10th, episode 26, The Return to Retro. Yes. On our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. And next Thursday, the the uh, Sean Mooney interview. The Sean Mooney, not like me doing a Sean Mooney impression, not someone that sounds like Sean Mooney, the actual Sean Mooney. Yes, Sean Mooney. Uh, he was <laughs> trained Money. by Stu Hart. He was. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so there you go. Um, Luther Lindsay. Luther Lindsay. And uh, okay. Uh, what we, else we got? Next is one of your favorites. Oh, boy. Toots Mott. <laughs> This is the one that Toots, actually yeah. Tootsmont, um, Toots who um, actually convinced us to do this whole thing. Yes, you actually tweeted in the middle of the the Hall of Fame. I did. Tootsmont is in, so the Hall of Fame is complete, or something like yeah. that, right? At, he was the promoter, the Goldust Trio of the Goldust Trio, yeah, and controlled like, Capital Wrestling Corporation, the yes. precursor to WWE. Not the Goldust, not that Goldust. No, <laughs> this is in like the 30s. It was a different type of toot. Now, was he with Jess McMahon also, or just Vincent J? Uh, Jess McMahon was Goldust Trio? Goldust Trio. I forget me, who the third guy was. Let's see who the Goldust Trio was. And Tootsmont joined the camp of Ed Strangler Lewis and off the recommendation of Farmer... What? <laughs> um, we're talking about Farmer Burns with this guy? Well. Um, I'm trying to see who the Goldust Trio is. I don't really know. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it, I don't it, care. I think it involves Jess McMahon. I though. think it does yeah. too. Jess McMahon being, uh, you know, the grandfather of Vincent K. McMahon, right? The father of Vincent J. McMahon. Now, Quinn, the, this was particularly fitting for both of us. Let the folks in on a little secret here, because for oh, I don't know, since those fucking DVDs, pardon my language, started coming out mm-hmm. ten years ago with the map, with they would JR, always mention Tootsmont over there was uh, this is Vincent J. McMahon, it was got capital, and Tootsmont would get it mentioned or Toots or whatever. Toots would without like any kind of like like it would just always get he, mentioned, he like and, and they would never say anything about it, it would just yeah. be like oh yeah Tootsmont <laughs> yeah blah blah blah. So we were like oh. He's in the Hall of Fame. This is amazing. Well, I always thought he was in the Hall of Fame, and now he's not, apparently, so they legacied him back into they it. They legacied him into it. So there you go. Tootsmont. We got two more. Yes. Ricky Dozen. That is like the Japanese wrestling inventor, right? Didn't he invent wrestling in I Japan or something? I think he's like the first Japanese wrestler. I think he ran the promotions there, too. Yeah. He was a one-time NWA international heavyweight champion. So, Who cares? Well, I mean, to our Japanese fans, this guy's a big deal. <laughs> he's do, like, he's, do we have Japanese fans? He's like the Tootsmont of Japanese wrestling. Listen, <laughs> if you're a fan out there of ours and you're Japanese, please tweet at us. Well, I'm not going to know what they're saying. I mean, to if be you, honest. If they know what we're saying, yeah. I'm sure they can tweet in English. Well, when, maybe Bull Nakano, Bull, she knows English. She lives in Florida. Yeah. I love Bull. Maybe she can tell us about Ricky Dozen. Yeah, anyway, Ricky Dozen was a big deal in Japan. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> Not yeah. Not here. And, and I'm finally, sure Dave Meltzer can be like, yeah, you know, um, um, you know, um, match. Yeah, so finally, the last person, I've never heard of him before, <laughs> Bearcat Wright. Yeah, neither is Wikipedia. They don't have a picture There's of him. not even a picture of him on Wikipedia. He was born in 1932 and okay. died in 82, so he's I around that time period, debuted in in See, 59 like a, a and retired in 74. I mean, like a southern, mid-south? Like, where was he, does it say? Um, I don't know much about him. Let's see. I never even heard of him, actually. 
Arizona wrestling legends. I, I saw something about WWC on here. Carlos the, no, Colon? no, no. He was the. I'm sorry. He was the WWA World Heavyweight Champion. I don't even yeah. know World World Wrestling. Oh, Association. he won it from Classy Freddie Blassie. So he's he was involved with Blassie. Blassie was still wrestling. Nobody's so ever seen him because ago. there's no pictures of him. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. Is this a made up him. guy? I don't know. They're just making up people now. Is this like a guy that won the title in Rio de Janeiro, but like yeah. he never made his way out right. of Rio de Janeiro? <laughs> he just so in Brazil. Could, so he's in the triangle or whatever they <laughs> they call it. Oh, folks, we hope you've enjoyed this very long night. Yeah, of us here at the Hall of Fame Four bites. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just to close, yes. Bearcats is the last one. Yeah. Nobody can really track any information about him. So, I mean, there's a long-winded Wikipedia page, but it's not as long-winded as, say, Hey Stacks Calhoun. Right. So, and it just talks about, it just names names that might have fought him because we don't have a picture, so we don't know if he exists. Yeah, he might not exist. If yeah. you know that he exists, let us know Was right there even now. a picture on the Hall of Fame show? I swear there wasn't. I don't remember. I think <laughs> there was, but who, who's who's to say, Quinn? Yeah. Anyway, folks, we hope you've enjoyed these Hall of Fame bites. We certainly have had a good time doing these. I'm ready to get this shirt off. <laughs> I know. Enough. Ooh. And uh, folks, be sure to check us out on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVPpodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Monday. I keep reminding you of that. We're going back to the retro. Yes. Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and leave a review. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher and a bunch of other places. Quinn, we have a website. Yeah, OVPpodcast.com. You can go over there and you can get links to this video. Uh, You can get links to other uh, videos we've done, other podcasts. Absolutely. All our social media, the Twitter Twitter. and, and the Facebook. We're on Facebook. We, we never even Facebook. say that. But we're, we're not on, fa- on my on MySpace. Not though. on MySpace. Not yet, yeah. anyway. Scott Keith is, though, from what I understand. Yeah, I've heard he is. So. <laughs> so, folks, check us out on Monday and then again on Thursday for the Sean Mooney interview. I'm getting excited. I am, too. I have to I'm put this set- shirt back on for that. <laughs> I'm set for action. Yeah, I'm set for action as well. Folks, hope you had a good Hall of Fame. We will see you on Monday. See ya.